0: Welcome to Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever's On the Wing podcast. Buckle up and ride shotgun as we cover everything you need to know about the uplands, the habitat, the hunting, and of course, your favorite bird dogs.
1: If you hear dogs in the background, that's because we are on the road, literally. We're we're sitting on, on a road as we record this uh, episode of On the Wing podcast. I'm sitting in the right hand side of a two track of a piece of plots land, private lands open to sportsmen in North Dakota. This is Rooster Road Trip 2021 Preview podcast. This is our preview of the rooster road trip we're switching things up a little bit this year so we're going to talk to talk to you a little bit about what's changing and a uh, um, lot of expectations a lot of things that are different on the landscape because of the drought so we're going to talk a little bit about um, the expectations based on the habitat and so there's some new pups in the mix there's even a really tiny new puppy in the mix skater skater boy just like the Avril ve song I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I'm going to go with. So, um, all right, this is a, like I said, your preview Rooster Road Trip podcast, brought to you by Browning, the official firearm and clothing of Rooster Road Trip, Thoroughgood Boots, Soundgear Hearing Protection, Rufflin Kennels, Federal. Premium ammunition. Every shot ever taken on Rooster Road Trip has been with a federal shotgun shell. Garmin electronic training collars, South Dakota tourism, which uh, gives you a hint of where we're heading next after our trip to the northern side of the Dakotas. And Apple Autos once again outfitting us with the official Rooster Road Trip truck. And the Tom Brady, how do you like that? Should I go with Kirk Cousins? Um, I don't, Dante Culpepper? I, I, I don't live in a plexiglass <laughs> box,
0: so we don't need the, the Kirk Cousins analogies here. But uh, Brady's still good. He's okay. still killing it.
1: The Tom Brady of Rooster Road Trip, he's been on every single Rooster Road Trip. He's the, the brains behind the road trip, plans everything out, the concept, Makes the invitations, coordinates where we're going. It sounds like I'm a scapegoat. <laughs> <laughs> well, not yet. This is the preview episode. I'm, well, of course, I could be setting you up that way. Yeah, uh,
0: but how can it be the preview episode if we're already on the road trip? Like, th- that doesn't match the ethos of the road trip. Well,
1: yeah, we sort of got anxious and started early.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, well, as, as you alluded to, the Rooster Road Trip is changing a bit this year. So this is the 12th uh, Rooster Road Trip. Which means we did actually start hunting today, and that was the 56th day the road trip has wow, spent look at you. in the field. Um, yes, this con major can do math. <laughs> uh, you
1: always give me shit for throwing out too much statistics, but you had all these in your backpack. So how many days was, is it? fifty? Th- this is 56. 56. And, and the voice you hear, uh, Andrew Vavra, the director of marketing, been on every single rooster road trip and planned out this year's trip, day number fifty-six.
0: Yep, and for for better or worse, we will find out. Um, You know, in the past, or the past 11 seasons, the Rooster Road Trip has been essentially a live slash semi live online event where we've been uploading content as we go throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been a lot of fun. We've had a ton of engagement, a lot of feedback from our members and supporters, and people just kind of like riding shotgun, if you will. Um, But I don't know if it's that I'm now. 12 years older than that I was when this first started, but uh, we're changing things up, and so we still are recording all of the content uh, over one week, uh, a one week span. But we will be releasing it in kind of more episodic fashion if mm-hmm. episodic is a word. I don't know, fact check me on the fly, people. <laughs> but um, the goal is to see what's out there in the Dakotas this year. We'll be in western North Dakota and the northeastern South Dakota scramble back home, uh, put our content together, and then release it for everybody. Uh, We're hoping every Thursday for basically five weeks after the fact. So hopefully it allows this to live on a little bit longer, gives people something to look forward to, Um, and it doesn't involve us staying up until 2 a.m. in the morning (laughs) trying to get the Wi-Fi to upload giant YouTube files, knowing that we have to be in the truck at 5 a.m. to to do it all over again. Um, So, before anybody goes, oh, boo-hoo, you're, you get to go hunt for work. Um, a lot of it actually had to do with us wanting to strive to produce better content as well. Um, we've got some phenomenal colleagues and some uh, great video and, and graphic design and photographers along for the ride. and It is almost a disservice to them to try and scramble everything out as fast as we could over five days. Uh, versus really letting the stories speak for themselves and to be able to highlight you know all the great work that our volunteers and employees are doing throughout the Dakotas um and plus i I wanted to get some sleep at night so there <laughs> there I said it <laughs> well
1: like you said we 've done it eleven times virtually alive mm-hmm. so you know part of what uh you know in marketing we 're charged with doing is keeping things fresh so um, we'd love to hear feedback. Let it, let it play out. You, we don't need to hear feedback just right now after the preview podcast. We want to hear feedback at the end um, because we do hear a lot of people that say, you know, I missed it this year because it happened in a week and it was done. So we are going to stretch it out and uh, over the course of November, over the heart of some of pheasant hunting seasons. And, you know, if we went live with it right now, there's a ton of states that aren't even open. Um, Right now. So um, looking forward to, as you say, the episodic nature. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that's a word. So we'll go with it. I'll use it. I think it's it's one of those Webster rules. If you use it enough times, then uh, Lake Superior State University needs to make it a word. It's part of the way they do things. And uh, it, Marissa, who's sitting to my right, <laughs> I'm sorry. is uh, yeah. is scouting. I thought so. I think she, she. We have a bird flying at us because we are literally sitting in the corner of a plot, piece of ground. We are fully licensed, uh, but that is not. I know. Uh, I was
2: going to say excuses for a moment while we take a break. Yeah.
1: <laughs> welcome, Marissa. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for coming back. This yeah. is Rooster Road Trip number two for you. Yes,
2: thanks for having me back. Uh, when I when I got the request, I was pretty sure that everybody forgot about last time, and I just snuck in again. So I'm really excited to be here. W-
1: we wanted Reese back, too.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes <laughs> out. <laughs> no, we wanted you, but, uh, but uh, Reese is uh, also a welcome addition. Yeah, she makes me too. look good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, rounding out our podcasting team, our regional representative from the state of North Dakota, Renee Tamala, welcome.
3: Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah. Beautiful day.
1: You you ordered up a pitcher, perfect, and maybe a tad warm because it reached I don't know seventy five. Seventy five. So,
0: and we're not done yet. So,
1: perfect time to take a break and podcast while I while our dogs um, cool down because it's been a warm morning here, but it's been. Gorgeous. Um, I know based on Instagram, um, and throw out your Instagram handle if you don't mind, Renee.
3: Ooh, it's now Nature Nay.
1: Nature Nay. I know based on me following your Instagram and the adventures of Quill, your young uh, German wire hair, you've been out a fair amount, uh, at least sharp tailing. And, and as we sit here, this is the second weekend of the non resident or sort of traditional season. In North Dakota, right? Does North Dakota have a resident opener like South Dakota does?
3: Yep. Last weekend was resident opener, and today, yesterday, sw- is it Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> today is uh, <today's> Sunday. N- <laughs> non-resident opened yesterday. Okay. Saturday.
1: All right. So, so we are we are here on day two then for non-residents in North Dakota. Okay.
0: So when I was thinking of like what what's the theme of the road trip going to be this year, uh, the the cynic in me was like, well, it's it's drought mm-hmm. in Dakota, so like let's 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 go see what's even left of you know the, the habitat, how how bad it is, or has that been overblown, overstated? Um, you know, let's put some boots on the ground and see what we find. Uh, Renee, in, in your opinion, with getting out and about in, in this great state, like what's what's your opinion on on what the drought has done?
3: So where we're sitting currently on the map we are in still severe drought but not in the worst of it but uh I have focused my upland season so far this fall on shortgrass prairie for sharptails and it hasn't been so bad some of it's grazed and hayed pretty extensively but you can definitely find some cover out there and we did get some late season moisture which kind of brought back some of the vegetation, which was nice to see, mm-hmm. and some of the lushness out on the landscape. So we got it later than we needed it, but at least we got it and things started to grow.
0: Yep. And for those of you who are curious at home, we are in western slash kind of southwestern Southwest, yeah. uh, North Dakota.
1: It, and this is my well my second hunting trip to North Dakota. But I, I mean, we're literally just over the border from South Dakota. And I've been out to South Dakota as well, and, and, and it matches, right, uh, out here matches what I've seen so far, where, where you find grass, um, you know, because um, we, we had emergency hay and grazing of CRP lands, which most of your walk-in programs are built on top of um, CRP land. So as we sit on this plots land right now, it's beautiful. It's super weedy. It's knee-high. It just looks f- birdie. I mean, it really does. But you can drive around and you see a ton of them that look like golf courses or pool tables. And you know that's that's the thing for this year. There's a lot of hunters out, a lot of pressure, and the early bird gets the worm in terms of year. If you're at the the grassy spot of public land, um, you're gonna find birds because it was a. My belief is that it was a very easy winter, really good hatch but the birds are concentrated where there's grass. Is that reflective of what you found pretty much, Renee?
3: Yeah, it definitely is. Um, We had a lot of late nesting happen, too, so we do have a few younger birds out on the landscape. But, yeah, fairly easy besides the drought. Winter was easy, and summer conditions were easy. So our birds are in pretty good shape, so I don't think it's all gloom and doom here.
1: I was surprised. Like you say, we we We've been out this morning and we were putting some puffballs up, and puffballs mean no idea if they're hens or roosters because they don't have any tails. They look like they're tiny they mm-hmm. like, like puffballs. So there really was a late hatch. Um, and there's clearly some you know some more developers out there on the landscape. We Logan's looked like a young rooster that he bagged this morning, mm-hmm. but um, um, there were definitely a handful that no idea if they were hens or roosters because they look like they were born three weeks ago
3: (laughs) (laughs) and they probably were (laughs) yeah Yeah. well if if
0: that lets a few of them hang on over the the initial rush of of hunters i think that's okay because like you said a lot of these birds are going to be concentrated so Mm -hmm. it's just kind of finding the x's and there they're going to be so if people are unable to identify some of these birds right off the bat the first few weeks and that allows them to hang on later in the season yeah i'm okay with that um it's just going to be a kind of a a different experience out here we we're talking to a gentleman at the hotel last night he was 78 and his partner was 81 they're from washington state he's been going to the same area for for 25 years mm-hmm. which is just i hope i'm still doing that at his mm-hmm. age like just absolutely phenomenal um and he was just kind of lamenting the fact he's like man i just i'm not i'm not seeing birds like i used to i'm just like i'm walking but i'm not finding them and we kind of came to the conclusion, well, maybe this is the year where you're going to be scouting more out of the truck than with your boots. Mm. You know, you just need to be a bit more picky with where you're actually putting in your effort. Um, And, you know, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's the lazy man's way of doing it, but it's it's necessary and it's probably the smart way versus just pulling up to anything and going for it because you're kind of going to get what you see.
1: Yeah, that's really true. I mean, like I mentioned, we've been out here sharp tailing in both Dakotas early season and you largely get what you see um, from the road. Now the and, and uh, the sharptail numbers have been reflective of there was a good hatch. There, there seems to be, and we saw them this morning, mm-hmm. Marissa, you were, you and I were walking together and we saw sharptails. Now they're a bit educated because they've been, the sharptail opener in North Dakota was September 12th. And here, you know, we're October the 17th, as we are recording this, you know, we're five weeks in and they, they act like it <laughs> they definitely um,
2: didn't want to wait for us
1: <laughs> but the caveat the only caveat to you kind of get what you see is um there there are and the dakotas are not just flat pool tables in terms of sometimes over the hill there's a little ravine that with buck brush or buffalo berry or hawthorn you just never know and you get over the top of that hill and you're like oh <laughs> and the angels sing, and the sun from the heavens shines down, and the the roosters they never seen a human being before, and don't even know what a bird, right? Because some of those, you, you do stumble up. I stumbled on one of those, um, and it was like Noah's Ark. Um, it was it was on the. They're sharp, lining up two by two, it, getting into a <laughs> ship, or I, what? I swear to God, I I was I had I was with a group of of, of other guys and they went to the left, and they went to the right, and I went up the gut, right, and it just didn't look very good, but I was like, oh, I'll just go over, and I come around over this, like, mile and a half in, and I turn a corner, and there's this ravine that's somehow hidden from vision, and in that ravine, I, like, my head pops up and like two gigantic mule deer get up and it's not pheasant season yet. And these three roosters cackle. And I, you know, it was kind of like two by two Noah's Ark, you know, (laughs) and and a covey of sharptails get up and it was just like, holy cow, this is where everybody's been hiding. (laughs) And you, you know, you when you stumble upon some of those and the only way, you know, that you know that they're there. You know, maybe you've got your your handheld app and you can figure out some of those things. But uh, for the most part, you know, you've got to walk and get on top of the hill and then you realize, oh, there is a little bit of habitat down yonder over.
0: I will say using technology to your advantage helps too, Um, especially when it comes to trying to guess which plots, you know, Mm. acres might have been recently grazed or hayed or Mm -hmm. what. You know, state land might have a chance of having some more habitat. Um, Keying in on properties that have, like, hedgerows and windbreaks and things like that that you know just can't be grazed. Mm -hmm. Like, you know there's at least something there that you could walk. That could definitely help people kind of dial in on where to at least start, too.
1: I want to just take a moment and thank our On the Wing sponsor, South Dakota Tourism in South Dakota, Game Fish and parks. There's still time to plan your South Dakota adventure in pheasant hunting heaven. Find places to stay and season information at huntthegreatest.com. So this is the preview. We uh, we won't go at length because we don't know what's going to happen at this point. It's going to unfold in front of us. But we are we are going to go around the horn and just talk about a little bit what you hope is going to happen, whether, you know, Renee, you're going to be with us for a couple of days, you get a new bird dog, you, you know, you're going to show off your North Dakota state. So there's all sorts of things that you could hope um, could, would, will happen on this trip. What in your mind do you hope does happen?
3: Ooh, Well, uh, good people, being in the field with good people is just what I love about pheasant hunting. So I know we're going to check that box. But if I were to say that I want one thing to transpire on this trip, it's to shoot a rooster over Quill's Point. Because Mm. I have not done that yet. I whiffed on his first rooster last week and then fell flat on my face right after that trying to run. And uh, yeah, so I'm hoping to beg his first rooster, which would be pretty incredible.
1: Tell us about Quill.
3: My quirky quill. Um, he just turned 11 months old. He is a German wire hair, uh, full of German, my goodness. He <laughs> is as stubborn as they come, but has more drive than he knows what to do with, mm. and I know what to do with. But uh, so far, we've just been trying to figure it out on Sharptail, which... I don't know if starting on a bird species that laughs at you is a <laughs> good way to start,
1: but... They all sort of laugh at you. They're just <laughs> different languages. <laughs> yes.
3: The Sharpies is very iconic laugh, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, it's been really good so far. It's um, He's my first pointer. I come mm. from labs. And so Quill and I have had a steep learning curve, and it's been a really fun journey so far. But it's, it's just... I don't even know how to put words to it, but going out into the field and hoping you drop the tailgate on a place that has birds Mm -hmm. and then following him, hoping he can figure it out and just silently rooting him on under Mm -hmm. your breath is just, it doesn't get old and I'm, I'm happy to be doing it behind him. And, um, it's more than I wanted out of a pointer. So Mm,
1: that's fun. Yeah. All right. Marissa, what do you, what do you want out of rooster road trip number two for (sighs) for their Marissa and Reese and
2: it's so hard there's there's a lot of things um you know personally I think I've never at least that I recall um you know been to North Dakota before so even just being able to see this landscape is pretty special mm. um you know I I know Renee and, and several of the North Dakota team pretty well and you know follow them on Instagram all that stuff and just like plots is just this this amazing thing mm. and it's cool to to see it in person and to you know just see how other states work with their walk-in access programs Um, I'm excited to have Reese here. She's seven, um, German short hair pointer, which is the best breed. Um, (laughs) you know, and I just, she's, she's really, really, really coming into her own. I mean, this is just her, her peak prime time. And, um, I'm really excited to just kind of see her get into the groove of the season. We've had a a little slower season with the heat and everything, but, um, so I'm excited to, to see what we do. And, and then, you know, with, um, professionally, we've... You know, North Dakota and South Dakota very, very recently um, have had some really amazing Women on the Wing events. Mm. And I get to work with our organization's Women on the Wing initiative, yep. um, which is very exciting and important to me and important to a lot of people. Um, it's just a, a great way to try and encourage more women to get outdoors, to just help diversify what this space looks like and um, really highlight how incredible the outdoors are, how incredible the grasslands are um, to people so that we can continue to um, you know grow it and, and have individuals love it for long after we're gone so right on. yeah I'm excited to kind of learn more about what these states are doing with their their different efforts and hopefully our content will inspire some new people to get out and try some things on their own too
1: and speaking of content the the change in content what do you expect in andrew out of or hoping for out of this year I
0: have a lot of hope and ambition for, the, for this trip. Yeah. I mean, that's the same. You're,
1: you're extremely excited about this change. Yeah, I, I think
0: it it's good for a, a lot of reasons. Um, you know, the, one of the main goals of the road trip when it started all those years ago was just to inspire people to get out mm-hmm. and, and enjoy the uplands. Um, to know that there's these public spaces that exist out there, and all you have to do is lace up your boots and and show a little ambition. Yep. Um, to to hearken back to that that conversation with with the older gentleman mm. outside the old Super Eight, um, he was saying, "Well, two years ago, the weather prevented me from making it this far east. Hmm. Last year, I broke my ankle, and so it's been two years since I've been able to you know to to really get get back out here. And this is after 25 years right. of doing and he's it. He's 78." And he's 78. I'm like, yeah, and now you're contending with the drought. And, and here you are. And he goes, listen, I I don't know how many more years I have of doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're, you're damn straight I'm going to be out here again. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of love that attitude. As, as a younger guy, it's like, man, sometimes we take these opportunities for granted. So hopefully being able to release this content in a way that allows people to look forward to it and really you know, em- embrace it every Thursday night as they get amped for the following weekend, if that gets them to take their dog out on a nice long swoop through some beautiful wind whip prairie, then <laughs> I'm I'm all for it. Um, you know, mm. beyond that, uh I hope all the dogs make it out yeah. safe. You know, bless yeah. those knees. Uh <laughs> hopefully we all make it out healthy and spry. It's it's bless it's, those it's knees. Bless those <laughs> knees. Um, you know, it's it, it's a grind, but it's so much fun and it's just so fantastic just to be reminded of of how great um, our volunteers our members our chapter leaders mm-hmm. and, and our employees are and how passionate everybody is um, throughout the entire trip we're going to be um, meeting up with a whole host of um, employees and co-workers who do phenomenal things for habitat and our, our mission in a variety of ways and also some chapter leaders too who are doing it just out of their their, their own goodwill and their own passion for you know their, their call of the uplands if you will right. um, so there's there's a lot to look forward to and it's it's only just begun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm I'm excited for kind of the change in format. I'm a little disappointed you didn't go with my idea, Rooster Road Trip the Musical <laughs> for us to <laughs> each start each day singing. I sing. But uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> Andrew, Andrew put a kibosh on uh, on that concept long ago. It's not that it was a bad idea. It's just that it didn't fit right now. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that I'm tone deaf had
0: something to do That's with it. That's not that. a no.
2: That's There's a chance.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll take this conversation offline. Right, right. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there, as I mean, they say. The, the dogs are doing the musical in the background right, right now, so they're fully on board. <laughs> that's,
1: uh, that's, that's my Maeski and your Baxter that are singing, and they both have separation anxiety and <laughs> a tremendous amount of prey drive. Um, uh, but I think you really, really well said. I guess I'm going to start with your second point first, that all the dogs come out of it. Um, I had a little scare last week up in the grouse woods, my annual grouse camp. Um, Gitchy, my two year old ate something, (laughs) I think it was bear bait and she threw up for two days straight and I was a little worried she had something blocking her, um, stomach and eventually, you know, right before taking her into the vet, you know, she, the tail started wagging and things passed (laughs) and uh life was all right with Gitchy again so it is one of those reminders like our our lives are short and our bird dogs lives are even shorter so don't ever take them for granted and if you have an opportunity drought no drought high forecast low forecast get those dogs out keep them in shape and get them out um the days you don't need to shoot a limb in birds that that one bird that glorious bird uh, when things come together those are the ones you'll you'll remember forever and then to your first point andrew about kind of the just the overarching need for people to get involved that we know analytically these podcasts rooster road trip podcasts rooster road trip on facebook rooster road trip content is the number one traffic driver for our website at year in and year out it uh we know that it brings you the listener to our mission and um since you're listening we we're going to ask for your help you know and the last decade we've lost 50 million acres of upland habitat and we put a flag in the ground with our call of the uplands campaign to um, generate 9 million acres here in the next couple of years and and re-energize the upland audience to get folks committed, recommitted to the uplands. Our fastest disappearing habitat um, in this country, our prairies, our grasslands, our sagebrush, which is why in tandem, we've also unveiled in collaboration with 11 other groups, the North American Grasslands Conservation Act concept modeled after the Parallel Program for Wetlands, NAWCA, and uh, it doesn't take much of a Google search to find all the content we've created around the Grasslands Act, but very simply um, go to the website actforgrasslands.org. Um, We're an organization that talks the talk and we walk the walk. Everything we do is about putting habitat on the ground from our chapter volunteers who raise money uh, through their own blood, sweat, and tears at local banquets and doing habitat projects at the local level, women on the wing events to engage new audiences, Um, whether it's women, diversity, um, young hunters, new hunters—you name it—we need everybody involved in our mission. And, and we know Rooster Road Trip. Um, you know, 12 years ago, nobody would necessarily would have predicted that Rooster Road Trip would become one of the major conduits to those new audiences. But you, the listener, have made it um, so. The biggest, as I mentioned, biggest online traffic driver the organization has. So, if you're tuning in, f- stumbled upon Rooster Road Trip, um, we need you in the very beginning way that you can get involved. We've got some swag to uh, hook you, as they say, Andrew. We got a pretty, pretty killer offer, as we always do for Rooster Road Trip, but. Uh, uh, what will listeners find at roosterroadtrip.org to get them engaged in conservation?
0: Yep, so all of the, the videos, the photo galleries, the, the stories, um, the podcasts, everything will be housed at roosterroadtrip.org. Um, but there you'll also find an opportunity to simply fill out a form, no strings attached, and that will put you in the running to win a uh, Brownie Maxis II shotgun it. It's a beautiful 12 gauge, Uh, we'll be putting it through its paces throughout the Rooster Road Trip. Um, And while you're there, just go ahead and join, renew or extend your membership. You'll you'll see the offer right there at uh, roosterroadtrip.org and uh, as our token of appreciation and as a thank you, we'll send you a fabulous browning fin and feather style knife with the sheath. So simple as that, go to roosterroadtrip.org, check out the content. Uh, if you're listening to this just know that the first main episodes will be rolling out in about a week we're shooting for november 4th for episode one to be coming out and um, hopefully you follow along all fall and that gets you jacked up to get out there every weekend
1: yeah and it wasn't drought um, throughout the entirety of the country there's some uh, some states so that escaped the drought, and I'm looking at Marissa, Nebraska, a little bit of drought, but a bit, bird but I, numbers are pretty good.
2: Yeah, I definitely saw some some great uh grouse grouse numbers, and Andrew's nodding his head because Andrew saw some great grouse numbers in Nebraska. The sandhills are great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> the sandhills window. are giant, so that, that's not an accident. <laughs> they I'm are. <laughs> um, but then our, our season opens October 30th for pheasant and quail, so I'm anxiously awaiting.
1: So we're going to travel through the Dakotas, but if you uh, can't make it to the Dakotas, there's Lots of places to get out and chase birds, pheasants, quail. I guess the point is um, take the opportunity uh, for yourself and for your dogs. Um, And we really do want you to become a member. Go to roosterroadtrip.org. Check out that knife. And uh, when you do join, you'll get a year's subscription to our journal, the Pheasants Forever Journal. You'll get a calendar mailed in the fall. And um, you will be an annual dues-paying member for the next year, which includes an invitation to your local chapter banquet based upon the zip code where you live. So, um, one more shout-out to our Rooster Road Trip sponsors for the 2021 Dakotas edition. Um, Browning, the official shotgun and apparel manufacturer of Rooster Road Trip. Thorough good Boots, Sound Gear Hearing Protection. Rough land kennels. All our dogs are howling out of Roughland kennels right now in the background. Federal premium ammunition. Garmin electronic dog training systems. And watches. Wearing the Garmin solar watch. Hooked up to my Garmin Alpha um, as we speak. Um, South Dakota tourism. Who will be later. Where we'll be later in the week. And then Apple Auto. And with that... We are going to put a bow on the preview podcast because I can feel in my back the temperature is starting to drop a little bit. And the dogs, you know, on cue, they've quieted down. So they're getting, uh, they know that we're going to be enlisting their help to go chase this weedy field here in a minute. It's a beautiful, beautiful afternoon in North Dakota. Come ride along with us over the course of the next couple of weeks. Follow along at roosterroadtrip.org. Become a member and uh, see what happens in the Dakotas. We'll come back in a week and we'll show you what the beginning of Rooster Road Trip 2021 looks like. For Andrew Vavra, Renee Tamala. Marissa Jensen. I'm Bob St. Pierre reminding you to always follow the dog. I'm going to take that advice this year by the way. Something good will arise. Thanks for listening folks.